0: Hi, this is Tim. This is just a heads up that all the advice you're hearing in this podcast is general in nature.
1: If you want something more specific, then feel free to contact us. Drunk accountant, drunk, 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 drunk account, drunk, drunk, to drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk, drunk to drunk accountant, drunk account drunk account drunk again. Drunk, 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 drunk accountant <pause> Hello. Hello! <laughs> hey, you tried to cut me off then. Hello! And I didn't speak. <laughs> and you've made a fool of well, yourself. Well, technically I did cut you off, Dan. Yeah. I got in there first. But snaked. Eggs on your face. I'm a snake. Eggs on your face. <laughs> I'm a
0: slithery little snake.
1: <laughs> You're <They're> a <weider. laughs> Look at me, I'm a snake. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, apologies, uh... apologies.
1: It's Friday morning. I think Tim's just overly
0: excited because... I'm going to a fancy dress party tonight. Oh yeah, Yeah. Oh yeah, Yeah. Where? I'm dressing as the universe, Dan. Because <laughs> <laughs> I know you're going away for the weekend. Is this before you go away for the weekend? This is tonight. It's Jade's work Christmas party.
1: Oh, right. That's tonight. Yeah, yeah. And it's fancy dress. Fancy dress. And Space. you're going as the universe.
0: I'm going as the universe. How, a, how does that look? I have a black shirt with all the little white dots on it. You know, that shirt. Mm. Yeah, and I have black jeans.
1: Yeah, so you've gone the <laughs> minimum amount possible.
0: It does kind of look like stars.
1: Yeah, and why is that the universe as, as opposed to a galaxy? Oh, or, universe sounds cool. Or just cool. like our area of the galaxy. I, could, I guess I could say Milky Way. Or you could just say the night sky. The night sky. Mm. I could. You, so, the theme is space. Yeah, so you could also just say that you're taking up space. That's true. Yeah, you could you could um think about it that way. You could you, also you could say, take it very literally. You you could also say that if if we're going to go down, you know, Einstein theory here, you you could say that space and time are joined and that you're here for a set period of time and therefore uh, intertwined with the space. Uh, I kind of like that. Yeah. I feel like
0: that that's a that's an interesting way to look at it. Mm. Uh, but um it's an engineering firm so no one's really going to enjoy that joke Dan I I'd, I'd say the complete opposite they're all they're all studied physics they're going to love that joke no, no, they're very dry people
1: mm. Mm. <laughs>
0: <laughs> No it's engineers and, and and environmental consultants the environmental consultants definitely aren't getting that joke No no they wouldn't find that funny no. They'd be like um but you're wasting my time and I don't like waste. <laughs> you're ruining the environment. <laughs> yeah, you're ruining my life. <laughs>
1: uh, all right, Tim. What, what is, is the Tim and Dan How's your week? Yeah, good. Like you said before,
0: I'm going away this mm-hmm. weekend. So, I'm heading off to Radelaide.
1: You know Radelaide? Yeah, I, f- I feel like you were just... Hoping to throw that in there (laughs) Because you've heard the hip term for Adelaide You add an R and it becomes rad It's Adelaide I love saying Radelaide Ever since I heard it for the first time I'd say five years ago I've
0: just I've never said Adelaide once No, you always just say It's just Radelaide Radelaide Yeah, so Heading to Radelaide, staying at the Fleurieu Peninsula I just can't get past Adelaide. I, <laughs> I think what I like most
1: about what you said Is that you didn't put an emphasis on it Or like a little <laughs> wink to the fact that you're saying rad Not Like it. it's a cool place, like it's rad yeah, that's You, you just kind of ran with it, it's Radelaide It's Radelaide I'm going to Radelaide I'm going to Radelaide no, It's, it's Radelaide <clears throat> yeah.
0: mm. City of churches So um, yeah now, They put up cranes in Adelaide as well Dan to make it look like something's happening there, so uh. but nothing is. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I don't know why I'm ragging on on Radlett. Sounds like uh, I like Adelaide. It Sounds it's, like Gosford. <laughs> it does sound a lot like Gosford <laughs> <laughs> There's a crane in Wyong at the moment. Is it? A, that's a, that's Where? a big deal across the other side of the train tracks. Oh, are they
1: are they building I don't know what doing. Um, multi-story building? Yeah, big a, deal. is it multi-story? Uh, Maybe it's car, a car park. park. Yeah. <laughs> <a> car park. <laughs> <laughs> wow, progress progress uh so that's cool tim um yeah it's um
0: believe it or not like a lot of the listeners might think oh, tim it's a bit of an eligible bachelor type but um it's my second uh wedding anniversary anyone, i am married i'm a married man that?
1: <laughs> i know i haven't i get it all the time i get a lot of you know people sliding name into my once. dms <laughs> name once You've watched too much bachelorette sliding into your dms yeah, so it's my uh, second wedding. By eligible bachelor, do you mean that you're eligible to watch The Bachelor with somebody, or <laughs> because I get that?
0: No, I actually um, once read an article in the paper that accountants are becoming eligible bachelors. Mm, they're, that's they're because actually... no one wants to be with them. And they're <laughs>
1: they're all single. Is that why? Potentially.
0: Yeah. Potentially. No, they have steady steady wage um, jobs, and yeah, just
1: just all round good people. Basically, yeah. so um, well we should tell uh, Jade and and Cat, yeah, that, uh, they've hey, got a catch. They got some studs in their hands. They might not think they've it. They got the, some
0: studs. Yeah, they're lucky. <laughs> yeah, they're one of the lucky few. <laughs> so that's what we're celebrating this weekend. Mm.
1: Yeah, nice. Mm. Well, congratulations awesome. on your second wedding anniversary. Thank you. I believe the the date is the the fourth. Third? Second. Second. Yeah. Yeah. I no was worries, there. a couple
0: of days ago. Yeah, you you were in the groom's man. Yeah, I was there. Um, I was also an MC at your wedding. You were? Mm. We do uh, accept gigs for MC if you are
1: <laughs> in the market. The two drunk counters can MC your wedding. We will MC your wedding. Uh, we're going to be MC offered, offered on the streets wedding, actually. Yeah,
0: Michael man on the street. Mm. He's paying us to do it. <laughs> 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 if by paying us, I mean, making us buy suits, suits, even though we're not at the
1: Groomsman party. But uh, that's cool. It's that's good. cool. We're fine with it. Completely <laughs> fine. Uh, so my Tim and Denley this week, Tim, is that uh, it's starting to look a lot like Christmas. And yeah. I will be... Lighting my house up, hopefully this weekend. <laughs> Not down. No, up. <laughs> I will be I will be uh decorating the crap out of the house nice. this weekend, I hope. And watching a ton of Christmas movies. Cool. And I'm looking forward to it. I heard there's uh the Christmas carols are on next week on the seventh in Wyong. Mm. So uh there's a little mm. little topical update for you. Yeah, so if you're in Wyong and you want to head to mm. the uh <laughs> <laughs> the Y on Christmas Carols on the 7th of December. Yep. It's good timing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. So, Tim, do you have a business update this week? Because I think we've both spoken about one yes. during the week a bit. Um, the headlines that have been hitting the newspapers. I'm about to sneeze. Yeah, actually. Woo.
0: Okay. So, we will talk about Westpac in a second. Yep. But first of all, I want to talk about something on the tech front mm. Tesla and the truck. And the truck. The
1: indestructible truck.
0: <laughs> Uh, that is pretty yeah. funny. It's interesting. It's only for like 150 grand, which I'm guessing is US dollars. Mm. So that's a lot of money. Yeah, but it's but, a truck, mm. and it's faster than a Porsche. Yeah, and it's indestructible. Well, unless you throw metal unless balls you the throw, window. yeah, you <laughs> <laughs> throw rocks at the window, or whatever it was that he <laughs> threw. Did you see at why? It. Did you see why that happened? No. So they they didn't know this, but um. So, previously, they hit the door with a sledgehammer and it didn't leave a dint or anything like that. Mm. But it cracked the base of the windows. Ah, so, when so, they threw it at the window. Yeah, it, it
1: it broke the window. So, really, they should have done the windows first, first and then hit the door. Do you know what I love is that because they're obviously all engineers and stuff there, that they went and they workshopped that problem. Like, after, yeah. the, after the video yeah. where they broke it, they're like, okay, so why well, did yeah. that happen? <laughs> We've done this before and it hasn't. And then, so, they like, you can yeah. see someone's delivered a report or a presentation where yeah. it's... As we hammered the side here, yeah. cracks formed in this part of the window. Yeah. That would have been a great meeting. I've just got some questions like... So, first of all, my question was, why did they design it like that? Mm.
0: Because it looks like a four-year-old drawing, mm. which our good friend KD posted on his Instagram. He did, yeah. yeah. That was a funny. It's been c- compared to a lot of things, yeah. actually. Um, like Pokemon and mm. random other things I can't remember right now. But mm. um, then I found out it's because they're using... Pressed metal That was developed in SpaceX Yeah So basically using like A space Technology Yeah Yeah. space technology On a car On a car But that raises more questions For me Dan Mm. If it's that hard That you can't Dent it with a sledgehammer
1: You don't want to be In a car accident With that bad boy There's no crumple zone there Like that's scary The the reason why They make You know Engines out of Soft metals and things Is because when you crash it It Mm. crushes And that saves your life Yeah So this thing's just gonna like be killing people. I I am confused why they made that.
0: Yeah, car. like what what's the benefit of that? Yeah. I guess it's like it's a truck, you know, nice and sturdy. Yeah, I don't know. Like
1: I don't know what what I think they and I think they are going to release this soon eventually anyway. But what they'd be better off doing is is developing a twenty thousand dollar electric car that can go six hundred k's on a single charge. Well, they're close. People like, would like the buy
0: Kona, that. the Hyundai Kona.
1: Yeah, I it's just mean bad. I just mean Tesla because oh, the yeah. because they make. Expensive. They're vehicles. obviously premium. Yeah, if they made a smaller one for the masses, mm. um, the Hyundai one, I've actually yeah, I've looked at that. It's it's. Uh, I think you can go four hundred and fifty. Yeah, which is pretty uh, good, and I think it only costs decent. like thirty or forty. Yeah, decent um, car, which is pretty good for. I don't mind it. Yeah, I I was looking at that. Mm. Yeah, I'm a number of years off probably my next car, but mm. by the time I get it, it'll be electric. That's cool. Mm, that's my goal. Westpac. Westpac. So, if you don't know what we're talking about, Westpac, uh, in the shit yeah. this week, uh, it it's come out that they weren't following. Oh, oh right, wrong one. Wrong one. Tim. What about this one? Nope. 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 Next one. Up. 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 There you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, comedic Westpac. Timing. That is yes. <laughs> So, yeah, Westpac uh, are in trouble this week because they haven't followed the regulations on reporting certain transactions that happen in their system. And Austrac have basically found that they didn't follow um, Mm. these regulations and the law to report these things um, several million times. Over yeah, over a period, yeah, twenty-one million million times breaches. Yeah, and and a, and each um, I've forgotten the exact number, but each instance of breaking the law, um, came with a maximum penalty of like twenty something million each one, and and the total mm. was like trillions of dollars mm. or something um in fines that could potentially have to be paid but it won't but if they
0: if they find them for each instance it would be like
1: a hundred years worth of australia's gdp yeah that's how much it would be (laughs) which is crazy obviously obviously they couldn't pay that no so they're not going to find them that much but um it'll definitely be in the billions but but the interesting thing is, and how it's all been handled. You know, they they came out and downplayed it, says it wasn't said it wasn't a big deal, and we're going to fix it, and blah blah blah. But they apparently had known about it for years and hadn't, really? and hadn't fixed it. Oh. That's what's come out, and they. Uh, That's bad. Yeah, they then um, obviously sacked the CEO, CEO the chairman, and, and the chairman, mm. and uh, and the people responsible for compliance in the mm. business. Heads will uh, roll. Heads will roll. So. I mean, the interest. the The thing that people are getting, the thing that people are getting upset about is that um, some of these transactions have been linked to like pedophile rings and mm. and horrible things overseas where people have paid money it's to bad. watch live shows of horrible, horrible Oof. things. Um, obviously, that's not Westpac's fault, but the fact that they didn't report the trans- transactions when they should He's have could have stopped happen. it. From happening, yeah. Um, which is the point of these laws, uh, yeah. And so you can kind of see on one side, it's like, well, this is hard, yeah. for them to track that. But at the same time, they have to. I mean, they're making yeah. billions and millions of dollars of profit every year. So
0: it was, it was, um, basically like a a, tr- a convenient way of tr- of transferring money internationally with lower fees. That's what Westpac were offering. Yeah, and it was called Zap Pay or something like that. Yeah. And um yeah. And so they were trying to do the right thing, like I guess. Mm-hmm. They were trying to make it easy to transfer money to say family mm-hmm. internationally without paying a lot
1: of money for it. Yeah. But um, they weren't then they didn't following police their, it. Their, yeah. Yeah. Uh, regulation. Silly. Silly, silly silly. Westpac. West so, you know, their share price plummeted apparently and all sorts of things. But probably a good time
0: to buy some of their West shares, shares yeah. But um yeah, I mean Commonwealth Bank did this a few years ago and they had like fifty thousand. Mm. Um Breaches mm. and their their fine was seven hundred million yeah, dollars. How is that! So the fifty thousand breaches, yeah, twenty twenty one <laughs> <laughs> So it's definitely going to be in the billions, mm. um possibly a couple billion. It'll be interesting. As an accountant, I just think, damn, that's a lot of lost tax deductions. There, like, too bad fines aren't deductible.
1: Yeah, and then you think about it, and I don't, I don't know what what their profit has been, but that's maybe one year's profit. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not even, is it? <laughs> It's probably like a 25% yeah.
0: portion of there. Yeah. But still, it's a big hit. Like, it that's is. A, it's a massive hit. Government's happy.
1: Yeah. Help the budget. Help them get back to surplus. <laughs> That'll pay for some stimulus in the in the economy that they're yeah. desperately needing. Stimulus. Mm. So, yes, yeah, so that's the business update this week. If you've got uh, any further ideas about it, send it through. Another little business update, which is interesting, that I might just quickly run over that I saw during the week, is that the... The Sydney lockout laws are being relaxed ah, yeah. starting in, in January. Yep. Um and so basically the one thirty last walk in law mm. is being removed okay. for the C B D and Oxford Street, but not not King's Cross. Mm. Um also the um the stopping of shots and other drinks being sold past midnight in glass has been removed or all, all sorts of stuff. It's still have still going to have like the last drinks at three o'clock, okay. unless you're a good behavior place, which then uh, it'll be extended. Wow. Um, but the interesting thing is, is to see what happens with these businesses that are saying that they've struggled because of this yeah. and to see if it actually makes a difference. Yeah. Cause I'm not entirely convinced. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about you.
0: I know I'm kind of on the fence. I mean, mm. uh, I've never really been a huge late night partyer, so yeah. probably a little bit the wrong person to ask this question to. Because mm. I know I have friends who are really upset about it, mm. and then everyone in Melbourne always brings up Sydney lockout laws. Yeah. So, um, yeah.
1: I mean, I can understand the one thirty. I think it's thing. just a
0: bad thing for a city's rep. Yeah, that there's a lockout law. I think you're you know? right.
1: I can understand the one thirty. That's pretty early for a late night. Um, in in a city,
0: one thirty you can't change the
1: venue. Yeah, right. but but three o'clock. Shut. How much happens? I don't know. Oh, well, only
0: bad things generally happen
1: after that time. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, interesting. Very What's interesting.
0: Space? The thing that annoys me about it is if they're, you know, allowing the casino and stuff like that to stay open,
1: then that's, yeah. uh, that's a rot. I'm not arguing um, whether or not it was the right policy and whether yeah. or not... Um, you know they did it correctly because there's lots of arguments around like casino can stay open and all all that kind of stuff which seems dodgy as hell
0: a bunch of businesses in an area but they allowed another one to prosper because everyone had to go
1: there everyone had to go there so I do find that quite dodgy Um, it just so
0: happens the government makes a lot of money from that business that everyone was allowed to go to
1: but I'm just interested to see what happens to the economy in the middle of the night in those areas and if there is a big improvement from it yeah true
0: yeah oof I'm gonna I'm gonna save something around the economy for my other thing.
1: Okay, cool. Sounds good. Uh Tim, tight ass tip.
0: Tight ass tip this week. Well, it is the end of November. And if you haven't noticed, there's Black Friday sales.
1: There is Black Friday sales. Yeah.
0: So my tight ass tip this week is beware the sale. Beware of the sale. Yeah. And there's a few reasons behind this. Mm. Um it's a great thing, you know, if, if you're prepared and ready in advance and you're waiting for the sale, it's a great thing. If you buy something last week before the sale begins, mm. it could potentially be a little bit upsetting. Yep. So, for example, last week I said I saved about 400 US dollars. Um, Correct. By booking an escape camper van and asking for a discount. Yeah, you did. This week, I could have booked it and saved 460 US dollars Ooh. using the Black Ooh. Friday sales. <laughs> How fucking annoying is that? <laughs> so i'm just like telling myself well i mean it could be worse i could have paid full rate could last have. week absolutely so beware the sale um the other thing is i am booking a rental car for this weekend through budget um rental company mm-hmm. and it's been good experience and everything like that there's another tip to come from that actually mm-hmm. which is great but um one thing I noticed was they had a Black Friday sale mm. for Amazon customers. So, they've got some sort of link with Amazon. Mm. You get 30% off your rental car. Nice. So, I searched it under the sale thing and it came up more expensive than the car that I already booked. Yeah. And this, so, this is where I thought that this tip was going to yeah, go. So, just like maybe just fact check some of those yeah. sales. Like, are they real for a start? Are they just trying to get rid of old stock mm. that they don't no longer want? Like for example, I've had a look at some of the sales and anything I actually wanted was out of stock. Mm. And anything that was in stock was like old stuff that, that was already on sale anyway. Yeah, so.
1: now I, I agree. Beware of the sales because sometimes they bump up the price and then give you the sale, which means yeah. it's not that much cheaper anyway. That's it. Sometimes it's just there's some loss-leading products that brings you in and then you buy some real cheap stuff and then you pay full price for things you really wanted anyway. That's it, exactly. Um, it's just to try and make people spend money, really. Exactly. Let's we'll be honest. Yeah. So. And Black Friday is a relatively new thing in Australia. Um, Definitely. Since we've had the online stuff, because Black Friday is a huge thing in the US and has Thanksgiving, been for, yeah, right? for a long time. Mm. Um, so, because we're having a lot of those online retailers like Amazon and things come yep. to Australia, then they're obviously advertising their sales. Mm. Uh, Happy Thanksgiving to
0: Americans listening to the Happy show. Happy right Thanksgiving. There. Yeah, hope mm-hmm. you scored a deal in the Black Friday sales. Yeah, you might not know. Let <laughs> us know if you did.
1: Yeah, you, you might not know. We we don't celebrate Thanksgiving here. <laughs> no, not something we do. No,
0: um, our November event is the Melbourne Cup, but only in Melbourne. The rest of the country doesn't really stop, like they say.
1: Yeah, the race that stops the country. <laughs> By that they I mean the country towns of Victoria. <laughs> we didn't even do anything this year, Melbourne nah. Cup. We did very sad. Mm. Uh, All right, well, let's move on to our main topic. We've been talking now for 20 minutes. Wow. (laughs) Uh, So, our main topic this week is going to be uh, accounts
0: payable. Why you should enter your bills payable into your accounting software.
1: Yeah, and this is something that doesn't really get a lot of attention. You know, a lot of people speak about accounts receivable, especially around cash flow, I and mean, we do it all the time, because it's money that really should be sitting in your bank account. True. So, there's a lot of focus on bringing money in, there's a lot of focus on reducing expenses, Yeah. but there isn't a lot of focus on why you should be keeping track of what you currently owe. And it's pretty obvious when you say it like that. Is because you need to know how much you owe people to know how you going for sure um, but a lot of people don't no nope. they you know they might have a pile of bills that they know they have to pay sitting on their desk but in terms of keeping it in their accounting software um, they don't really keep it
0: yeah and I am I can see why they do that because it saves them a lot of time yep uh, potentially. potentially potentially so they think it saves them a lot of time mm. and yeah maybe they're right but also um I can see why they should start thinking about entering them into their yeah, accounting software. That's right. And, you know, before we get into this, there are some businesses that just don't need to worry about this because they just don't have that many bills to pay.
1: Yeah, like a lot. there are a lot of businesses these days that don't really have expenses that are on an account that they have to pay, you know, mm. in 30 days or in two weeks or whatever. Yeah. Most of the time... A lot of these businesses, especially online ones, um, they're just direct debiting expenses. They know what their fixed costs are because it's a recurring fee each month. Yep. Um, you probably don't need to enter any invoices for that because yeah. you know that next month it's going to be basically the exact same amount and yep. you can budget for that. Mm-hmm. Um, little things that might come out of the ordinary like some repairs and maintenance on something or whatever those things might just be paid at the time when yeah. they happen and yeah. not on accounts. So you don't need That's to keep fine. track of accounts payable then, no, because so you, don't, you don't have any.
0: Yeah, and I think in the past there was a tendency if you thought you're entering accounts payable, you're entering it for everything across yeah. the board. Mm-hmm. Like even just spend monies in you know, MYOB days, you know? Yeah. Enter it as a bill and then match it off against the bank reconciliation yeah. when it comes
1: through. And it's like... Uh, you're double handling. Yeah, but th- wasting time. Th- thing, things like bank rules and zero now just mean that if you have those recurring transactions, which might be a bulk of what happens in your bank account, then yep. you just have it set up as a rule and it allocates it to the right expense. And it's fine. You don't need to keep track of it.
0: But I would argue that for some businesses, um, they are really limiting themselves in terms of cash flow, in terms of reporting and planning Mm. if they are not entering their bills into zero, Yeah. Or
1: mm. MYAB or QuickBooks.
0: Sorry. I've been trying to say accounting software. That was the first (laughs) time I said zero. (laughs) But but yes. So, uh, Dan, why don't we start with the benefits? Mm. Because as an accountant, I'm thinking cost-benefit here. Yeah. If I'm talking to a client or a person in business and they don't enter the bills Mm. and I'm trying to tell them to, what's the cost-benefit to that? Yeah.
1: So I'll start with benefits. So the first benefit that comes to my mind is the ability to forward plan and to Absolutely. and that includes cash flow forecasting. Yeah. So um, if you don't know how much you owe everybody, you don't know really what position you're in. You, you yeah. don't know how much cash you're going to need next month to cover all those bills. Yeah. Um, and what having having an accounts payable system, what that does is allows you to pay it at certain times. like traditionally business would say, all right, I pay all my bills at the end of each month. Um, that's my billing. Um, and the advent of easier ways to pay things has meant that that's kind of gone out the window a bit. People don't do that as much, yeah. but it's probably a good idea, especially yeah. if you're somebody who has a lot of things on an account that you pay. Absolutely. Um, so, it allows you to have a look at everything that you owe, prioritize what you need to pay, and pay it all in one day. Yeah. So, I like, the, I like the fact it gives
0: it visibility. Yeah. Because if, if it's in a folder on your desk, mm. you don't know the total of those. You might yeah. roughly have an idea. Oh, that's due then. That's mm. due then. But imagine all that swimming around in your head. Mm. Like, that's just a nightmare. Take it out of your head. Yeah. You don't, you don't want to just be think, remembering bills mm. in the middle of the night mm. when you're sleeping. That's right. ridiculous. That'd be the worst feeling ever. Mm-hmm. So, that's A. B, I believe that some businesses with cash flow issues would actually really benefit from entering their bills into zero, mm-hmm. because they're probably paying their bills as they receive them because that's the way they keep track of who they owe money to. Yep. So, they're like, I'll oh, just pay it when I receive it. It's easy and then it's all done mm-hmm. and I know where I, where I sit. Mm-hmm. But it's like, people often give you 30 days to pay your bills. Yeah. That's a whole extra month of cash coming in for you that you could actually position your bank account so, what's an, what's an extra month of revenue in without paying bills that could affect your bank account? So, it could be like 10, 20, 30 grand difference to
1: some businesses. Yeah. And, and, and the, give them so much more room to breathe. Kind of combining our two points, what that does is that by the end of the month, if you say I pay all my bills on the 30th, right? So, you know that you need to bring in X amount of income as you go. Mm. Um, but it also allows that income to come in because if you're... If there's a bit of a difference between the cost of doing a job and the income that you receive from doing that job it gives you that breathing space to pay those invoices once you've received the money for that job yeah um which is not always the case if you just pay them when you receive them so True. for instance if you're buying materials for if you're a tradie yeah. um, and you're fixing a tap and you've bought all the materials at bunnings and you go and you do that tap and they don't pay you for two weeks well, at the moment, you're paying out the materials without having any of the money from the job, which covered those materials. For sure. But if you're paying it on an account um, and you know that you got to the end of the month, then you can receive that money and then pay it. Yeah, definitely. And the other the other thing is like just a really brutal example, but a, a good example
0: to use for that forward planning piece, Dan, mm. is if you are, say, in trades, mm. you could be a, a large builder. You might have half a million dollars of accounts payable at mm. any point in time, which is your trade accounts, your subcontractors and any other goods you might be purchasing off people. You could be purchasing 10 kitchens at a time. So, So in that instance, if you're starting to run into cash flow issues, you can start to, I guess, understand where you might need to get some finance or or Mm. get some cash injection to give yourself time to pay off what might be due in 30 days, if you mm. could give yourself a year to pay that off mm. and then catch up on cash flow a bit mm. um, on the income side of things, then you can actually start to plan to keep mm. your business alive. Whereas if you didn't have a system mm. for that,
1: then it would just make it a lot harder. Uh, another thing that helps with the forward planning is that when you enter in a bill to pay and you, and you don't pay it for a while, if that was just sitting on your desk the expense that's entered in your accounting software happens when you pay it. Yeah, so that's the next benefit, yeah. I, I believe. But but if you enter it into the accounting software, the expense happens at the time that you enter it in, which means you're better matching the month's yep. actual cash flow, or not cash flow, but actual costs and income and matching those together. So, yep. you know that if you build X amount during this month, the actual cost of doing those jobs are sitting in the same month, not when you yeah. pay it the next month. So true.
0: So what Dan's saying there is you're going to get accurate reporting by mm. entering your bills into zero. So same thing. Or, or accounting you, software. Like- <laughs> <laughs> accounting yourself, damn it. <laughs> so if you go into your accountant and you're like, geez, things are a bit tough lately. I'm mm. not sure what, where I'm going wrong. You might actually be making in one month a huge loss and then the next month a profit. And then the next month, Huge loss. Yeah. You're like, what's going on here? Because I feel like it's pretty pretty even across the board. Mm. Well, actually what's happening is you might have all your sales entered in as you, I guess, raise a sale or mm. as you get a job. But then your bills, you might only be entering those when you pay the cash out. Yeah. Even though the, the, next the, month. <laughs> the yeah. bill was sent to you in October, mm. you didn't pay it till December. Mm well, then December is going to look shocking because you might mm. be catching up on October, November and December in yeah. that month. So, yeah. if you can enter what the expense was from October mm. and match that off against the income for October, what's well, going to look a lot um, better. But also, you'll be able to use the info mm-hmm. to actually go, oh, crap, we're not adding enough margin to our yeah.
1: materials. Yeah, you can make accurate um, predictions that, mm. you know, you eventually you'd able, yeah, eventually you'd be able to make the same predictions over a year. Yeah. Over a longer period it'll Average all match it up. Yep. But still, you'd rather know month to month than year to year. Definitely. You're gonna to wanna to know more recently um Absolutely. how you're going. I mean that's the whole point of having
0: an accounting software. Exactly. Like zero. Because it can <laughs> it can it can be live information. Yep. You can literally the month could end thirtieth of November. Mm two days later, you can be checking what your figures were for that month. Yep. But it's not going to be right if you don't have your bills entered mm. that were owed before the end of November.
1: The other thing as well <laughs> would be uh, a lot of people might be going, oh, but I don't want to pay you know, my GST and stuff. Well, most people are on a cash basis. So, it's not until you actually pay the bill do you pay... Yeah. Um, Any GST, sorry, do you receive any of that GST or do you pay any GST on invoices that you've created? Yeah. Um, So, whether or not you're entering it in zero doesn't make any difference um, to your BAS at all unless you're on an accrual basis. But, you know, I'd say a majority of small businesses out there are going to be on a cash basis and your accounting software keeps track of that. So, you're not stuffing anything up, even though entering more bills would actually be a benefit for you. Yeah. um, you're not actually receiving any of that GST. It won't change. It won't change it your, won't change your at yeah. all, um, unless
0: you change your method from cash
1: to accrual. Exactly, and yeah. that's actually the same most of the time with your income tax return at the end of the year. Um, you know, you're not going to pay more or less tax based on accounts receivable or well, accounts payable, unless save your tax. yeah, save your tax. Uh, most of the time you'd be adding those back in the reconciliation yeah. because. Small businesses have the ability to pay income tax on a cash basis.
0: But that's optional.
1: But that is optional. So, it depends which way you do it. Mm. Um, If you're not doing it on a cash basis and um, you've entered in a large amount of accounts receivable or you haven't entered in a large amount of um, accounts payable, Mm. um, it could be to your detriment. You
0: might be paying more tax than than you should be. Yeah. So, just enter it in i think so at least at the end of financial year yeah um so costs dan what are the costs of doing this <laughs> are yeah. people are like okay you know, you've you've caught you've got my attention um i'm definitely interested to enter my accounts payable mm. or my bills mm. into my
1: accounting software but that sounds like a whole lot of work yeah and that's the cost but people think oh this is gonna take me so much time i don't have time you know i Barely have time to manage um, actually paying these bills, let alone entering them in my accounting mm. software first. Mm. Um, and the good news is, is that this is getting easier and easier to do. It is. Um, there are a number of ways not only to save you time entering those bills, but also to pay them, and soon yes. even easier to pay them. Yeah, that's um, exciting. So let's just give Zero as an example because it is something that we use mostly. We, we do use the other ones, but mostly we work with this. Yeah. Um, Hubdoc.
0: Yeah, Hubdoc. Um, they are a way to automate the entry of bills into your Zero software.
1: Yeah, and we've actually had Hubdoc on the podcast before. Earlier on, um, earlier on in the podcast, we had them. on. So go back and have a listen to that. Mm. But what they do essentially is there's two ways, two things that you can do. One is for a lot of big suppliers, they actually already have automated feeds. Yeah, for, for example, like Bunnings. Yeah. If you have a login to Bunnings,
0: which tracks your, your bills on your account, then every time you go to Bunnings and buy something, that invoice will automatically push into HubDoc, yep. which you can set up rules, mm. and it will then automatically push into your zero file and
1: potentially even approve it as a bill. Yeah. So, that means that you might not even need to touch... That invoice. All you've done is gone to Bunnings. Mm-hmm. You've bought some materials on account. They've created an invoice. It sends it through to Hubdoc. Hubdoc reads it. Yeah. puts it into Zero as a bill, waiting for you there to pay. It'll
0: even deal with GST and non-GST items. Correct. Which is pretty cool,
1: especially with the ones that they have automated feeds for. I think because yeah. they're very good at reading that because it's the same yep. thing every time, and they've set that up. Yeah. Um. And there's all sorts of people. Uh, sorry. Uh, suppliers that they do that through telstra yep. all sorts of people electricity or all, all sorts of things that get sent through it's also a nice little
0: audit trail yeah
1: like you exactly. are worried about the ato knocking yeah.
0: on the door you're like well paperwork's all there it's attached to every bill and zero yeah and
1: that's the other thing that when it sends the bill in it actually attaches that bill it's awesome so you can check it if you want
0: and and so that is really cool too dan because your system then becomes well i don't have to spend too much time entering them mm. Um, and I can just delete them all from my emails every time I get them Yep. or just set up a rule in my emails to just send them all to a bills folder so yeah. you don't have to really, it doesn't clutter your inbox well, anymore. An,
1: an even better idea um, because there are some suppliers that don't have automated fees, that don't have an online login, but you, you get emailed that mm, bill, right? Yep. Or you scan it. Right? Yeah. Um, let's say you get emailed it. You could have set an automatic forward rule to forward it to HubDoc, Absolutely. which then reads it and puts it into zero. So you won't even need to touch it. Yep. Um, there's ways to automate this. Pretty cool. So the other thing that they do well is cash receipts. So if, if you're out and about and you've spent um, cash on something or whatever, you can take a picture with your phone. Yep. So Even if you do have a bill that they've given to you manually that you're going to pay later, you can take a picture and do the same thing. Yep. Which is really good, and it forwards all of that into Xero for you and enters all your bills ready to go. yeah, so it's definitely worthwhile if 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 I were entering bills
0: into my zero software, maybe if I had more than well, if I was more than five to ten a month yeah i'd be I'd be at looking them. at Hubdoc mm. um and just setting up an automated system. I mean we all plan to grow, so you're probably only going to grow from that point potentially exactly. it makes it scalable. Yeah, and then um, yeah, the other side of things Dan was saying before is Zero are looking at connecting with Nab yeah. um, to allow you to pay bills and authorize it to be paid mm-hmm. from. Directly inside
1: of zero, yeah, that's right. Cool. So, what you might be thinking now is, oh, I'm going to need those invoices anyway because I need to go pay them. So I need the details and whatever. Well, at the moment, a solution is if you enter all those bills in with the correct payment details and the supplier Mm -hmm. information, then you can export what's called an ABA file, upload that to your bank. That's really good too, and it pays it all, which is pretty pretty simple, pretty easy to do. Yeah. Um, but they're going to make it even easier mm-hmm. by allowing you to actually just click the ones you want to pay and paying it. Like super, like auto just super. Just like auto super.
0: Which is really
1: cool. I can't wait for that.
0: Yeah. that. That makes me want to set up a NAB bank account.
1: It does indeed. Mm. I'm hoping all the other banks fall down with mm. it. Um, yeah, So... That that's something. If you're not using Zero or if you don't like Hubdoc or whatever, um, there's other solutions. Receipt Bank. Yeah. Um. Zero actually have an email address that you can yeah. email invoices straight in and create. I've got some clients that just love that. Yeah. They love doing that. There's there's lots of solutions around it. Lots of ways to make it easier. They've thought about it. They want to make it easier because it's useful. Yeah. Um. So basically, the time to do these things is getting less and less. The, the headache of doing it is getting less and less. Yeah. Um. So, you got to weigh up your pros and cons,
0: mm, really. And I think, I think uh, to me, for a lot of businesses, there are more pros. And mm, even more and more, I'm looking at my clients thinking, well, I've allowed them to get away with this for a while. And mm, I'm actually, I need to sit them down and explain to them why that it's important for them to start entering their bills in. Yeah. So, that it gives us visibility of what their true profit is, it gives us the ability to plan for their costs. As they're coming mm-hmm. and um, it saves them time potentially as well. Yeah. And, and mind space, peace of mind. I agree. You know, forgetting to pay people or mm-hmm. just paying it as soon as you get it because you think that's the best way to do it. So
1: Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that. Mm. Uh, it could
0: give them a lot more cash flow.
1: I mean, people are like, oh, I'm going to have flow. to pay it anyway. But if you give yourself an extra three weeks of time to it's pay it. It's all about it. timing. It's all about timing. If you find that you're getting short for a couple of weeks and then suddenly you have a lot, or you're getting short, then this might even that out for yeah,
0: you. Yeah, definitely.
1: Um, and just gives you more control and more visibility. Mm-hmm. Also, at the end of the financial year, or at the end of the month, whenever you're running your reports, I suggest it should be more than the financial year. It should be mm. at least monthly. Monthly. Um, you're going to have a better vis- visibility on how your business is actually going because you're going yeah. to see your assets, which will include your accounts receivable, and then your liabilities, which will include your accounts payable. Yeah. Now, if you didn't enter that in zero, your report would be showing you're going a lot better than yeah. what you actually are. True. Um, so, it's just important to keep track of it. Very true. Mm-hmm. Cool. Cool. Counts payable. We thought we could talk about that for 20 minutes? Not me. Oh, we could talk about anything for 20 minutes, Dan. I could talk about anything for <laughs> Any- 20 minutes, anything. including the fact that I can talk about anything <laughs> for 20 minutes
0: imagine we spent the next 20 minutes talking
1: about that <laughs> i think we're good all right let's all right let's end this topic if you have any more thoughts on it um it being accounts payable uh send us an email or we'll get in touch we'd love to um chat more about it there's actually some really exciting announcements between Hubdoc and zero coming
0: up in the future as well yeah so.
1: if you don't know zero actually owns Hubdoc. they bought yeah. them so um, you can
0: imagine they scheming and planning mm-hmm.
1: in the background.
0: Because mm-hmm. subdocs really useful.
1: Zero is really useful. Imagine if you combine them. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine the possibilities, too. <laughs> so, uh, Tim. So, yeah? Tim, do you have another thing? You said you're going to save something ah, about the economy. I do.
0: Yeah, so I got an email um, from someone during the week, Michael. And um, MP, MP, otherwise known as... Mm. And... Um, and inside the email, it had a link to the 7.30 report,
1: mm-hmm.
0: which have been doing a whole bunch of um, episodes on the Australian economy. Because yeah, so d- it's in a really weird place at the moment.
1: Yeah. Did you watch the YouTube videos that he said he... I, I did. I, I didn't get to watch them.
0: Yeah. So, I watched it. And um, I don't remember the exact detail of it. But essentially, mm. they had someone from the Reserve Bank. They were talking about lowering of interest rates mm. and how it's no longer having an impact on... Um, The economy because that people aren't spending the extra savings. Exactly. The idea Mm. is um, interest rates going down should make people spend more money because um, there's no incentive income goes up. Yeah, Yeah. there's no incentive to have it in the bank. And Mm. yeah, your loan repayments should come down Mm. as well. So money is more available. Mm -hmm. People are like, well, let's take risks, let's Mm -hmm. invest, let's buy businesses, let's buy a new piece of equipment. Yep. Um, And it's just not having that effect. Interestingly as well, though, Australia's GDP is is steady, if not on the downturn. Mm-hmm. Inflation is steady. Mm. And unemployment is low and
1: steady. Yeah. so Which are all indicators of a healthy economy. Yeah, indicators yeah. of a
0: healthy economy. But also, I mean, at Apart the same from the time, downturn, we've yeah. been lowering interest rates for the last four or five years.
1: And they should all be going up.
0: They should be going up. hmm So, um, I think what they're trying to say is like, this is new territory for Mm. our economy. um, And we need some other factors to start to kick in, like wage growth. So, wage growth is just so level. It's not funny. And it hasn't changed since the GFC. And I think it the last decade. has pretty much just been the same. Mm. Um, So, yeah, there's just some interesting things happening there. I think it's going to rely upon the government to potentially look at doing some fiscal. Uh, yeah. Let's get fiscal. And I,
1: government. I, I think the Reserve Bank have been like basically pushing for that, which is kind of rare for them to yeah. come out and say it. Because uh, um, we
0: can't get any lower here on the interest yeah. rate side. Um, so, government, it's up to you now to start
1: cutting taxes yeah. and giving people incentives to spend money. But the the government are so intent on having their budget surplus yeah. that it's stopping them from making any of those announcements. Yeah. So this is what annoys me. It's like I can literally see this
0: happening in front of us. Mm. We are, we have an economy which is teetering mm. and has been for years. Mm. And hopefully, you know, nothing goes bad. But mm. why isn't the government doing something about it in mm. terms of just tax cuts.
1: So, they, um, they we, did give us all the middle income tax. They gave us all 500 bucks. Offset. Offset.
0: Well, not all of us. Not all you of us. You have to earn just between 37 grand and 80 grand yeah. to yeah. maximize benefit from that. Mm. But other ideas they had were like, paying more money in the pension mm. or more money um, in youth allowance and things like that. Because most of those
1: people spend everything they get. So, I actually heard an argument similar to that recently that was saying that because um, the government have come out very against raising new start, and they've mm. been talking about it um, because they don't want to create people that are dependent. You know, it's not meant to be a living income. It's meant to be short-term solution mm. whatever. But the other side of it is it's essentially a stimulus package because- yeah, As you said, they all spend that money. They need that money to spend. They're not saving that money. They're not saving Newstart. They're buying groceries. They're buying stuff for the house. They're buying things that they need, Hmm. um, which then stimulates the economy. They're talking an extra $70 a week. Yeah. it's not that much. Not that much.
0: If it lets them go out and buy nicer food that might be
1: Australian-made, God forbid, Mm. then um, I think that's a great thing. We should should look at that Westpac money and just see... (laughs) You know, just... Hand that out as extra new stuff. This start. is the thing. Like, they're going <laughs> to probably get billions of dollars from Westpac for those
0: fines. Mm. And at the same time, they're just not handing out any of that as a surplus mm. to the economy when the economy is in such a fragile state. We mm. need wage growth. Mm. Um, so, an example that really annoys me when I look at that is the fact that Chris Jordan, the Deputy Commissioner of the ATO, mm. is now just putting his spotlight on small business and individuals. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to... Um, Reduce that tax gap He calls mm. it the gap Yeah It should be You know, They've got their figures On what they should be collecting mm-hmm. And there's like a 10 billion dollar gap Between that And what they actually Are collecting Yeah And what does he think That's going to do To the economy
1: Like yeah. <laughs> What is <laughs> What is that going to achieve For Australia I mean an, an argument could be That if they collect more They can spend more On things like Stimulus packages yeah. And stuff But it's essentially The same thing it's I mean it's, People are spending The money Yeah, yeah. Um. Uh, it is fascinating and something that um, it reminds me of, of a question that we got sent in a couple of weeks ago Which we haven't addressed yet. So the episode where we spoke about cashies and doing cash jobs Yeah, we briefly mentioned the cap on the $10,000 cash uh, spends Yes, and someone wrote into us and said yep, they agree with everything um, But the bigger issue with that $10,000 cash mm. um, limit is that they're essentially forcing people to use banks mm. um, to do things, which means that if the interest rates keep getting lower and lower and we move into negative interest rate territory, we're actually paying them to store our cash there. Yeah. Um, Instead of earning interest on our money, we're we're spending it, which gives incentive people to take all their money out of the bank and spend it, which is essentially the Mm. point of a negative interest rate, is that they don't want you to keep cash, they want you to spend cash. So, Mm. rather than having it in your bank account, go spend it. Yeah, okay. but some people get upset about that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if the economy is in such a bad state that we're in negative interest rates um, and mm. you're worried about your interest in your bank, <laughs> mm. then it's probably like, well, either have a different investment, don't have all that cash in the bank, um, and your disposable income, spend it and stimulate the economy. I would argue we've been paying to have our money in the banks for years. Yeah. Do you pay account fees?
0: Do you earn interest on a normal everyday spending account other than like a dollar a year? 0.05% <laughs> or something
1: like that. <laughs> well, you're bloody paying to have your money in the bank already. Exactly. And if, if, you're, if you've got all your money just caught up in term deposit earning 2%, then maybe your investments are better somewhere else anyway. Yeah. I mean... Um, so,
0: I consider myself lucky. I have a loan, which is a weird thing to say, mm. but I have an offset account. My interest rate's three point three percent which is high for a mm. loan these
1: days no sorry it's it's four. it's closer to the four yeah actually. so but if you put your money in there you're essentially earning yeah i mean like and it's tax-free <laughs> yeah
0: tax-free savings yeah so yeah but anyway the economy is in an interesting place i wouldn't mind getting an, an economist mm. or someone who knows a lot about the economy onto the podcast soon to really like Cause we, fat on this because we
1: we know basic economics but you know supply and demand mm. some, some other stuff but we're we're not economists so Mm. Our opinion really should be taken with a bit of grain of salt yeah. here. It's just gut oh, feel based on what we understand. Yeah, unqualified but, opinion. Exactly, but having a real economist would be fascinating. That'd be awesome. Um, just to just to go through what's happening in the economy for sure. We should look into
0: that. I think there are some mistakes being made there. That's my gut feel. Dan mm. that's my gut feel.
1: It's all politics, isn't it? It's all it is. It's politics. politics. It's politics. <laughs> and the surplus. Like well, who cares? We get back in the surplus. Who cares about the surplus? God.
0: No one gives a shit.
1: But the, the all right, one more point. <laughs> the The irony of it is, is that they're trying to get a surplus to prove that they're smart with their money. Yeah, which is all to get votes. Yeah, right. Yes. But actually, being smart with the economy and the money isn't getting the surplus right no. now. It's actually creating spending and creating. The minute they
0: get to like a dollar of surplus. Yeah. The economy crashes, and then they're in the shit anyway because they're <laughs> yeah, not. Yeah, they've taxes. the economy at that. They point. have. Oh, maybe they've got a dollar to spend on some uh, mm. things, but they're just going to go borrow yeah. another trillion bucks from China to go do some incentives they should have done years ago mm. to get the economy going when it was okay still.
1: And it's it's quite fascinating if if you listen to the kind of commentary around what happened in Australia during the GFC and, you know, handing out the stimulus package and everyone just gets 800 bucks and yeah. go spend it. Yeah. Um, Tax bonus. Uh, you know, in Australia, that's kind of looked at poorly. Like a, a lot of the mm. politics go, that was just a waste of money. This is why we're mm. in deficit. This is why it's a problem. Yeah. But if you if you look around the world, we're actually pointed at as the people that managed it the best. <laughs> yeah, we are. Yeah. A lot of people said that was the best idea you had. You did great. <laughs> you, Your economy survived because of that wow um but in here in this country we're all like uh, a terrible idea you know kevin 07 (laughs) exactly ruined our economy
0: even i even i i'm one of those people i'm happy to admit that yeah i thought it was a dumb idea at the time
1: a lot of people maybe it was right yeah apparently like we were at the time applauded for it around the world but in australia we that message wasn't put through i don't i still don't know if it was a good idea or not i'm not you know, hey, if all us I fails, think we should ask the econo- uh, the economist yeah, the about whether or not it actually did we help. We need to
0: search for an economist, Dan. Because
1: mm, there's a lot of
0: facts. If all else fails, just, uh, just print some money. That's what, I th- that's what I think. <laughs>
1: Hyperinflation. <laughs> yeah. We need some inflation right now. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, uh, my other thing... Yeah, what's your other thing? Um, I kind of used it in my... Tim and Dan it's just that it's Christmas and I'm excited. I watched Home Alone last night. Do you know, it's it's an incredibly violent movie. Um, You kind of think, you know, it's a little bit funny, you know, oh, they stand on Christmas decorations and their feet hurt, right? No. Like, one guy gets his head blown with a blowtorch. Yeah, Macaulay Culkin's lighting people on fire. Yeah, another one, and the grossest part, you don't really see much blood or anything, but he like... Gets his feet stuck in tar in the stairs, oh. and then when he takes the next step, he stands on this giant nail. And <laughs> it just like you see the foot just sink on the nail, it is. <laughs> I had to look away, I was like, Oh, like I watch Walking uh, Dead and things, and I'm not yeah. really off put by that. But it's just that point because you, you kind of,
0: and why is that so you funny? can feel it?
1: You're like, Oh, Cat and, and I were That's laughing, hilarious. like, we were just cacking ourselves laughing.
0: What it. about when he opens the door handle when it's like, um, Boiled, heated. Yeah. yeah, and, and his, his hands hand like, oh, he
1: has, to, he has to pull it off oh. all the skin. <laughs> Movie. Great movie. It is movie. a good so movie. That's my other thing. Go watch Home Alone.
0: Yeah, definitely. Mm. Thanks, Dan. All right, Come everybody.
1: On. Thank you for listening this week. Uh, if you've got, we covered a lot today. So Jeez, if if you <laughs> everything from the lockout laws to the economy mm-hmm. to uh, accounts payable. So it's I'm sure there'll like be comments. 15 minutes before the episode, we had nothing to talk about. So. <laughs> 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 we didn't. Uh, so. If you have any questions, comments, further thoughts, we'd love to ignite a chat. I'm still hoping to do a and A episode sometime soon, mm, um, maybe awesome. leading into Christmas. So send us all your questions, and maybe, maybe we we'll, should try and do a live one. We'll do a mailbag.
0: Let us know if you'd like us to do one live podcast. So stream it on
1: Facebook. Yeah, a month, mm. one a month. Let us know. Let us know. Get in contact with us to drunk podcast at gmail.com on Instagram at two drunk accountants on Twitter at two drunk podcast on Facebook to drunk accountants. And don't forget to give us a, a rating and review. We actually had a couple of ratings during the oh, during nice. the last couple of weeks. So thanks for that. And a lot of people starting to follow us on Instagram. Yeah, All of them this week, I'm sure hoping to get a, <laughs> yeah. a thing we like and don't like, but I haven't sent one. I've just been busy. Yeah, Wayne was, go, Wayne was upset. I might go back and, um, and, Just give a few. (laughs) Give the people what they want. Yeah, definitely. I think you should. It's fun. All right. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening. And we'll get you later.